Youth Work Journeys, the podcast by Christian youth workers for Christian youth workers. And handing over now to Robert Dowell. Fantastic. Thanks for having us, Paul. Um, today's going to be a bit different. You won't be interviewing, but you'll be interviewed <laughs> by myself and Cameron Priest. It's brilliant to, to be here and thanks for the opportunity. Cameron, what's been going on with you? So, uh, yeah, I've, I'm in my third year of my degree. Uh, do my dissertation uh, in sunny, sunny Didsbury. Um, just enjoying life, um, thinking about big questions and enjoying good times with friends with lots and lots of pasta. Uh, what about yourself, Robert? Yeah, I've been uh, plugging away in Ulster University. So I'm two weeks away from finishing my first year, which is an exciting time in life. Yeah, looking forward to the summer and looking forward to putting first year behind me. I'm really enjoying myself. Fantastic. So um, I'm going to start off with uh, the first question of the day. I'm going to ask you, Paul, what is the most difficult situation you've been in as a youth worker and how did you respond? These are great questions, Cameron and Robert. I know you gave me these questions before and I've been wrestling with how to answer them. But I think, Cameron, a situation I remember was back in Edinburgh when I was church planting there. And we were maybe two or three years in, so had developed good relationships with young people through the high school uh, with other volunteers who were part of the church planting team. And we could talk easily. We met. There was kind of sports clubs going on, but they just didn't seem to want to come to anything that was going deeper or, or trying to get beyond those initial relationships. And I was getting very frustrated and angry. My manner with the young people was becoming just harsher. You know, and I, I wasn't speaking well of them. And the ones who would come, I think I was almost giving them a hard time because they weren't inviting their friends. And in one sense, it doesn't sound like a big deal, Cameron, but I really hit a, a difficult place in how I viewed young people. How I had to respond because I, I needed these young people to come to things in my head. You know, I needed them to come uh, to the, the Friday night club and I needed them to come as young leaders. Now, part of that uh, was because we didn't have enough volunteers. So how I had to respond then, Cameron, was I had to learn to love young people again. Not because they were coming to the stuff I was doing, therefore that's great, but just to genuinely love them irrespective of whether they came to the clubs that I was running or not, and to genuinely enjoy their company, to want the best for them, which as a Christian, I have my views on that. But yeah, that, that was a change I had to make at that time. Thank you so much. Um, here's another little follow-up question for you. Would you respond now the way that you did then? I think... If I was speaking to my younger self then, um, I would encourage the younger me to think less about what I was doing as an individual youth worker and say, well, why is it like that? And how do you respond as a team? One of the stresses then, Karen, was I needed young people to come and be, almost be junior leaders, and many of them did. But I think I pushed that button too quickly. And so there's probably a stage I missed out, which was 
And this is a stage I've not always done easily over the years, is finding volunteers and recruiting volunteers and training volunteers. Most of the leaders that I've enjoyed working with, including both yourself and Robert, have been former young people who've grown up. So I think I would respond now uh, by saying, well, OK, how do we find that wider volunteer team first? Um, and the second thing I would look back on, Cameron, is what I would do now is try and learn more about the young person and say, so t tell me why you're not coming to the club without any guilt, because I think what I've learned over the years is there's always so much more going on in a young person rather than just a defined, oh, I don't want to go to that. There's usually reasons, whether it's to do with family or upbringing or lack of confidence or their perception of who I am or what Christians are. And so I've often talked to youth workers about ask the second question. Don't just ask the question, why are you not coming? You know, say, can you tell me more about that? Can you tell me more about your family? So that's what I would do now. Work more with volunteers and try and learn more about the young people themselves. Yeah, that's a brilliant, honest reflection. And it's, it's tricky being honest, but it's, it's a brilliant reflection. And I'm sure there's other youth workers who are going through that or have gone through that. And, and that you had to be honest with you, Robert and Cameron, because you would know through, you would see me through me if I was making it up. <laughs> but it's, on, it's brilliant because there'll be other youth workers hopefully listening who'll be able to take some something from that uh, and be encouraged by that. So now that you're moving away from face-to-face -face youth work and you're, you've dived into youth work journeys, I'm sure you've learned a lot about yourself and there's been a lot of uphills and downhills mm -hmm. to youth work journeys. Can you tell me a bit about what you've learned about yourself mm -hmm. since starting youth work journeys? Yeah, great question. I think I've learned, Robert, that I have a voice and I need to use it. Over the years, I have, for whatever reason, not been able to, with my words, enable the change in the national church or in local churches that I would have wanted. Then got to a stage of kind of shrugging my shoulders and going, do you know what, I'm just going to go and do it. And so with the summer missions way back in the 90s and the Gilmerton work with Cross Sports and then with EXP, with you folks and many others, I just got to a stage of going, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And what we did together, um, if others wanted to come and visit and learn, fantastic. But if others didn't want to come and listen, well, that was okay, because I was just investing myself in the doing of the, the Christian youth work. Yeah. But as I've started doing youth work journeys, I've began to realise again that I need to speak out more. And I have this experience and I have this aye, voice that I need to use. And I think what I'm learning through that, Robert, is that how I speak and interestingly, how I listen to youth workers opens doors of understanding that they hadn't expected before. And now that you've potentially found that voice through youth work journeys and you're, you're able to, to recognise that breadth of experience that you're able to put on to other youth, youth workers, can you speak into an issue that you see youth workers facing today? Gosh, so many of them. Um, one that I wanted to pick up on was a lot of youth workers I, I listen to or that I meet are asking huge questions about themselves. You know, they, they've been through COVID, they've done youth work on Zoom, 
they've got back to work, but it's a very different setting. Some of them are being asked to do so much more or a wider range of work. So they're now a youth and children's worker, or they're now doing the youth work and the multimedia stuff in the church, or they're now also doing your work in a school. Or It just seems that so many people have had their, their remits and their roles ripped up and changed, or there's just a huge uncertainty of how to do their job anymore yeah. because they're not getting back into a school or the young people have all just scattered where a church might have had a consistent group of young people. They've just gone through COVID. And the number of youth workers that are here who say, I wonder if I should stay or if I should go. Yeah. There seem to be so many of them questioning just now. And what I found myself saying to them, Robert, was a question I asked of myself a number of years ago. It's not just, should I stay or should I go? It's, can I stay in a different way? And saying that to youth workers, at least give yourself the third question rather than making it that, you know, on-off, black-white question. Should I stay or should I go? And the third question, can you stay in a different way? I've been trying to help youth workers say, who are you? What is God gifting you? Who are you developing to be? What are your unique skills? And therefore, what would youth work look like if it was shaped around that? Of course, listening to the church that you're part of or the Christian Youth Project, you know, this isn't just a big ego trip. Yeah. But asking youth workers, yeah, what's your specific kind of contribution to make? So not just stay or go, but how, how can you stay in a different way shaped around your, your gifts? And to back up that, I would say, get supported. Mm-hmm. Right, a number of youth workers just now who are, like I say, are really struggling, but are very isolated. So, yeah, get support. However it is you do that, don't do this alone. Brilliant advice. And I love that line, find a way to stay in a different way. And it's not black and white and you don't need to leave or force yourself to stay. And there's so much change, Robert. I think, you know, context change. We don't, youth work isn't a one simple box that you you do, you know, a very bullet point approach. It's not because... The young people change, your church changes, yeah, God remains the same, hopefully, and who we know God to be in Jesus. But there's so many other changeable things. And I think when youth workers develop, if we allow them to grow, then there's the work flourishes around them. But if we box them back into being what they were three years ago or four years ago, then nothing grows. Very insightful. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, that's that's such an amazing answer. Just uh, given the amount of years that you've been staying uh, with youth work in various different ways and through different changes, um, I can imagine it might involve some form of returning to why you did youth work, which leads me to my next question. What's the number one reason that you do youth work? The Bible verse has stuck with me for years and years, and you'll know this, both of you have muttered on about it long enough, is John 10 verse 10, you know, Jesus said, I've come to bring life and life in all its fullness. That verse has always captivated me. And, and let me tell you why. One, I've always just loved life. You know, I was very fortunate to have a, a good upbringing, both in my church and my family. And I was fortunate to have a good life and just always enjoyed a breadth of life, whether it was in church or whether I was playing rugby or you know doing youth camps. Yeah, life was good with God and with God's people. And I was always drawn to a Christian experience and way of living that was about goodness. 
there's a lovely book by a chap called Matthew Fox, talks about creation spirituality. And part of it is focusing in on the beginning of Genesis, which is, and God created and it was good. And so God initially creates that which is good. And yes, there's the fall and there's sin involved in the picture, but it comes much later. And I always felt a quiet frustration with churches that started with the fall and with sin, or churches that shrunk life down to an hour on Sunday morning. You know, yeah. you know, for me, life was for living, and there was Jesus was wrapped up in that. So, you know, that that is what kept me going. But I find young people are more open to living the adventurous life than adults are, and I say that as an old adult myself now, because they want to explore. You know, that they're getting through their hormones, through school, through the stage of life. It's about exploring, you know, and taking risks and questioning and wondering and trying new things on. And so I've always loved that aspect of young people that they want to try new things. They're interested in who you are. They haven't got themselves fixed in a way that sometimes we as adults get ourselves into a fixed place and we're, we're not brave enough to want to change anymore. Whereas young people change as often as they can, or a lot of them do anyway. So yeah, I think that's why I've done youth work. But in the past, that's why I've done youth work. And I've loved the the buzz of being part of youth work in all its variety. You know, Cameron, when I was thinking on this question, I can think of doing youth work with young people in quiet, meditative ways, you know, with lots of stillness. And that's been really powerful when out of the stillness, a young person will ask a question or we'll go, ah, I get something now, you know. Yeah. And then I can think of other times when it's just been nonsense and craziness and big, loud noises and shoving marshmallows up young people's noses and, you know, all the really profound things or gaffer-taping people to chairs, Robert, that I probably should never have done. Uh, and, you know, the hilarity of that, I've just loved it. But I think as I reflect now, Cameron, it's who I am. I've realised that it's a life calling for me. Uh, there's nothing age-specific for me about being a youth worker. You don't need to be a certain age to do it. But it's just been a life calling. And today I stopped my work at the New Grammar School. So I don't do any contact work with young people from, from 12 o'clock at lunchtime. Uh, just finished there. But I still feel that my calling is to be around Christian youth work. It's just who I am. That is amazing, Paul. And such a journey that you've taken us on, you know, through your youth work journey yourself. I appreciate you uh, giving us the opportunity to come on and interview and grill you a little bit on your youth work journey and ask some tricky questions that have made you think and ponder. I think what I value about the podcast conversation is that it is a conversation. Yeah. And I hope that because there's so many more great podcasts now that Almost youth workers can take this approach into their youth work, that we can learn from each other as youth workers, but we can also learn in that conversation with young people. And I hope that the podcast that we've done today uh, helps people see it's not rocket science, is it? It's just talking together. It's just listening. Yeah. 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 Conversation's a tool to be used. Definitely. Yes. Well, thank you very much, Paul. It's been brilliant coming on and giving the opportunity to chat away to you thank you very much absolutely okay well that was youth work journeys the podcast by all three of us today
And we thank you to our technical producer, Sky.